0: Hey, my name is Sean, and I like learning about how things work and why. By day, I'm a designer and researcher, and I moonlight by interviewing exceptional people here on Promise. Every episode of Promise is an open-ended discussion on the idea of Promise itself. Whether that's the potential for success, or the commitments we make to get there, Promise showcases tomorrow's heroes before they get famous. This week, I have a short and sharp conversation with Zoe Piper. Among her many other ventures, Zoe is founder of Career Vitae, a platform designed to rethink the concept of resumes or CVs. We chat about Zoe's many different pursuits and how they contribute to her expertise. The power of networking, the changing nature of multifaceted careers, why the concept of a CV is outdated, how corporate hiring and redundancies are a broken model, And ultimately, how Career Vitae is setting out to tackle these issues. Please enjoy my discussion with Zoe Piper. Today on the show, we welcome Zoe Piper, who is founder of Career Vitae. Career Vitae is a platform to aggregate, store, manage, and verify somebody's career information. Zoe, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: No problem at all. So, having had a look at your CV, the best way that I would describe it is that you're very much a renaissance woman. Anything and everything under the sun, it seems that you dip your toe into it and scale great heights with it. So, I am genuinely curious how you would best describe yourself and what it is you're trying to do with Career Vitae.
1: Yeah, look, what do you do is always the most difficult question for me to answer. And I tend to change up what I say depending on the context. But I guess at a very high level, I'd say I have a portfolio career working across a range of different initiatives, organizations involving a combination of some of my own ventures and board appointments. I've got also an employee engagement a couple of days a week and then doing my PhD as well. And within that, there's quite a bit of diversity in terms of the industries, a bit of tech bit of manufacturing and really looking at positioning myself as working across the industry research and government
0: how do you manage all of this context switching it it just boggles my mind that you can do so many things at once
1: it does sound quite diverse but i find it gives you an opportunity to see linkages between things that other people might miss so there's things that you learn in one industry that you can translate across and also having really broad networks means regardless of the topic there's always someone i can reach out to and connect with and get the information that i need so i don't need to know everything about all the domains that i'm working in all of the time as long as i know where to get the information
0: okay so that leads me quite neatly onto the concept of a career and how that's changed over time historically people would have stuck around in one job and been a lifer in an organization and stayed there all the way through to retirement ascending the ranks climbing the ladder And there has been a noticeable shift to people switching up roles quite a lot more often, as well as being independent operators, contractors, and whatnot. So how would you define a career, considering yours is so spread out in so many different areas? When thinking about a career, what would you think should be included and excluded?
1: Yeah, look, I think the boundaries between life and career are getting increasingly blurry, especially after the past few years where everybody was working from home. There's not that real clear delineation. So for me, I look at a career quite broadly as anything that's helping you either produce income, build your networks or develop new skills that could be applied somehow in a professional context. So that's, for me, involving a range of things that sometimes are paid, sometimes are not paid, but there's other value that comes from engaging in that activity. And like you said, we've really seen careers evolve over time from being this one-to-one relationship under an employee model where you stick around for a long time to it becoming much more common for people to have careers where they're freelancing and working on multiple engagements and not just moving up the hierarchy, but taking sideways movements in order to put themselves on a different track. So yeah, I'm excited actually about how careers are evolving.
0: And as they evolve, do you think the resume is a tool, which people would just collate all of the things that they've done at one job and send it off to the next? Do you think that is outdated or does it still have relevance?
1: Yeah, look, CVs haven't really evolved ever. It's a pretty outdated way of presenting yourself and really like a lot of the advice on CVs is to make sure that you're tailoring it specific to just the role you're applying for, get rid of anything else that's not related to that role. And so people often strip out a lot of the broader context and broader experience that they have. But I'm not necessarily convinced that that's the best way to go about it i've done a lot of hiring throughout my career as well and i am really interested in where people have done different interesting things that connect them into other networks that mean they bring a different perspective so yeah i think it's definitely time for the cv to evolve
0: Mm -hmm. and as the cv evolves and as work evolves where do you see change happening fastest and slowest
1: Look, I think there's pockets of innovation happening in organizations across the board. So people are starting to recognize that they need to adjust their strategies for attracting and retaining talent and looking at how they define work. So the workload in an organization is not static. It's not the same amount of work that needs to be done throughout the entire year, But how do you scale up and scale down your workforce during those periods? The employee model doesn't work for that. I mean, you're probably always going to have a base of employees that need to be there all the time, potentially. But really, we're seeing more flexible models where people bring in talent on demand. So one of my consulting clients, Workling, they have a platform that enables corporates to be able to tap into really highly skilled professional gig workers to bring in to do pieces of work where it's not about coming in and just getting the hours done. It's delivering an outcome for that organization. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that into the
0: future. Okay. So that's a great answer to where innovation is happening, but do you see any laggards at all?
1: I think there's some in every organisation probably. So you look at the way the tech sector works even in some cases. You'll have these massive scale-ups of hiring all of these employees and then massive rounds of redundancies and layoffs and that's just a really inefficient way to operate. There can be smarter ways to design work, smarter ways to pull in talent and give yourself more flexibility without having to go through big rounds of redundancies, which are not great for morale for the people that are left either.
0: And very topical considering what's happening around the world at the moment. Okay, so now I've got a better understanding of how you think about work and careers. I would love to dive into a little bit more about yourself. Talk me through your background to begin with that sort of led you to juggling all of these multiple roles.
1: Yeah, look, I've always been interested in doing a number of things concurrently. So in year 11, I reached out to CSIRO to do work experience and IT there and then ended up turning that into a seven-year stint, but kept obviously finishing my schooling and university alongside that as well. So decided to study economics and communications at the University of Canberra because I thought that was a really broad degree that would set me up for a range of different options in future. From there, I moved into private equity as a financial analyst and then got poached to go consulting with somebody who was setting up their own consulting business. And after doing that for a couple of years and seeing how they did it, I thought, well, I could probably do that myself (laughs) and set up my own consulting shop. And very shortly thereafter, got approached about investing in a new paint company. Paint was something I knew nothing about, but it looked like a good opportunity, a big market, and it was a really well-differentiated product. So I invested and we set up a factory and went from there. And then I guess continued that pattern of just exploring different roles, taking on a whole bunch of different appointments in often industries or roles that I knew nothing about.
0: So very much pursuing your own interest and curiosity and going, hey, that looks like that might be fun. Let's dig into that a little bit deeper as opposed to just going – what's the next job that I can take?
1: It's a bit of both because there was also a lot of me applying for different opportunities that I thought would be a great fit for my skills and things that I was interested in, but was never very successful at that. I think of the hundreds and hundreds of applications that I've put in, I've probably only been successful three or four times. Most of the opportunities that I've had have come because of connections. So I'll meet somebody, get talking to them, and then they decide to pull me in on something that they're working on.
0: That's actually tease you up nicely for my next question, which is around employer attitudes towards hiring somebody who's made lots of moves, not just lots of moves, but moves in many different directions. Where do you think that stems from? And how would you try and communicate that better to a, a potential employer as an employee?
1: Yeah, look, the world's not static, right? And I think employers are starting to recognize the value of people who have adaptability and and big networks. The sorts of organizations that have been interested in bringing me on board has been primarily, I guess, because of the different networks and the diversity of things that I've done. And I think there's much more interest from employers now in people who have these multifaceted careers. There'll always be a role for specialists, sure, But I think there's increasing focus on the value that someone with a more – I don't want to use the word generalist because it's not just a generalist. The style of career that I'm very interested in, people also have deep expertise in multiple different areas, but it can make it a bit more difficult to communicate the value that you can bring, especially when you're going for a role where you're up against people who have deeper expertise in just that particular area.
0: And were these the kinds of problems that you felt were pronounced enough to start career VT
1: yeah career VT originally came from just having difficulty keeping track of everything that I've done so I was doing it in word documents and trying to just record all of the projects all of the different roles that I've held and just having outdated bios across probably 20 different platforms online that I've got some sort of bio on and constantly having to reformat my CV to make myself look different for each different role. So that was where the interest came from. I thought, okay, we'll be better if I could have this in some kind of database and put skills tags on it, be able to filter by that. And then it just kept evolving from there. And also finding it difficult to find advertised roles that were a good fit for my skills. And thinking about how that employee-employer matching piece is going to work in future. So it's great if you happen to see a job ad that's right for you, but what about if you want to express an interest in working for a company if something becomes available in future? And how do you enable those connections to occur so that organizations also have visibility of their potential future talent pipeline?
0: Mm -hmm. Okay. Now that you've set up Career Vitae in order to solve the problems that you were personally facing, can you give me a high-level description of how Career Vitae is trying to solve this problem.
1: Yeah, so effectively we want to empower individuals to aggregate, verify, manage, and share their professional information to unlock career opportunities. So that's really at the heart of it. And then there's a whole heap of additional functionality that can be built on top of that once you've got career information in a central place.
0: Okay, well talk us through that additional functionality. What kind of other things would you tack on to all of the career information that you'd aggregate?
1: Yeah, one of the key principles for this platform is really around individual ownership of data and being able to reuse that in all of the places that data needs to go. So, With LinkedIn, for example, you get to create one version of yourself and that's public and it lives on LinkedIn and it's very difficult to do anything else with that data other than have it appear on LinkedIn. So with Vitae, we allow people to ingest the data that already exists about them. That might come from an employer's system. It might come from profiles they have on other sites, for example, and then they can manually add to that and then create different views of themselves. So if I've got all my career information in the one place, I might want to create a view of myself that positions me as a tech founder. So I would choose which skills and experiences and career information I wanted to include on that view. And then I have the ability to share that with selected individuals. So rather than everybody seeing every view. I can choose who gets to both see each view, but then who's also allowed to ingest it and who might also be allowed to republish it. For all of these websites that I have a profile on, rather than me having to go to that website and maintain that, there's the option to put all that information in CareerVitae and then share it to that other platform to be able to ingest a, a live data feed of my information. So that's where it starts and then obviously the places that that data could be shared could include either your current employer or potential future employers that you'd like to work for so that they've always got a view of the skills of the people in their talent network
0: so i see how this would be very useful for for an individual who's seeking new opportunities and i also see the value for other organizations keeping track of who's in their talent network But how would you shift employers away from the systems that they're already using? For example, there's a lot of corporates here who still make use of Workday, which is an intensely frustrating platform to use because for anybody who hasn't used it, you need to create a new profile for every Workday company that you're applying to, even though it's the same platform. So for a company or companies who are using something like that, how would you convince them that you might want to look at Career VT instead.
1: Yeah, the idea is that we aggregate the data, but then we allow that data to be ingested into anywhere that it needs to go, that the user gives permission for, obviously. So the idea is that organizations could choose to take a feed from Career VT and put it into Workday or other platforms that they might be using if they want to. But ideally, eventually, over time, we'll build up enough functionality in Career CareerVitae that they can see the value in having that up-to-date data, not just for their current employees, but for potential future employees as well. And hopefully we can get them to make the shift over at some point.
0: And so what would a employer actually see in their feed? Just what's been shared with them?
1: Yes. So the individual will always own and control their data and they can choose what they want to share with whom. For example, an employee might want to be recording their achievements throughout the year, the professional development courses that they're doing, etc., and create a little view of themselves with what they've been doing throughout the year to share to their employer for something like an annual performance review, or if they're going for promotion or something like that. But it would be up to up to each individual what they choose to share.
0: I was actually thinking of a time pre-COVID, I was doing some work in the library And I happened to be sitting opposite a pair of people, one who was coaching somebody else on how to write their very first CV. They didn't really know how to speak about themselves or how to structure this information or what an employer might be looking for. Uh, So... When you're thinking about somebody like that who doesn't really know how to talk about themselves, even if they might have a breadth of experience, how would Career Vitae help? Would there be tools that assist with that as well?
1: Yeah, eventually what we want as well is to have other layers built on top of this platform. So there's plenty of people out there offering services on how to write your CV, how to do applications and so on. And we want Career vitae to be a tool that they can use to walk people through that they're coaching. So that would be part of it. Obviously, we would also have some guides and prompts to help people look at how they do that. You may have seen on the website as well that I also run training <laughs> in this space. So just delivered some training to ANU, early career researchers, actually, a, a few weeks ago. There'll be a range of support that goes around what we're doing with the platform as well to make sure people get the most out of that. So eventually, there'll be a, an online course version as well to walk through that training.
0: And what would this cost somebody to use?
1: There'll be a free tier that will enable you to put in your information and create a, a limited number of views of yourself. We'll, of course, also have paid tiers that offer more functionality to do the skills analysis as well, the benchmarking. So that will be a, a paid subscription. And then there'll be an enterprise tier as well for organizations looking to get access to the talent pipeline and so on.
0: Okay, great. So all of this makes sense to my ears, considering my career is a less accomplished version of yours. (laughs) But I'm wondering if you anticipate any resistance from either employees or employers to changing up the way things are currently done.
1: Look, there's always going to be resistance to anything new, but there's also always going to be early adopters and people who are excited about getting on board and starting to use it. And so that's the cohort, I guess, that I'd be targeting first. So I've had a team of students from ANU that have been working on the platform with me through their tech launcher program. And part of the reason that they signed up to work on it was because they were really excited about having it to use as a platform and also through my PhD At the moment, I'm interviewing people who concurrently work in industry research and government and looking at how they've been able to shape their careers. So that's another cohort of people that have a real need for a platform like this. The idea is to start with the people that are most strongly experiencing the problem get them on board and then start to demonstrate the value and ideally grow up from there and as other people start to see that it makes it much easier to update career information once and have it update everywhere it needs to then ideally we can get some more people on the
0: platform Mm -hmm. excellent okay great fantastic segue into the future of career vitae so To a certain degree, this sounds like an information marketplace in a sense, because you've got prospective employees sharing some information that they want to share and prospective employers who would be looking to consume some information that they might be interested in. You've mentioned a few early adopters with the students that you're working with and people you're involved with in your PhD as well. What are your plans to grow adoption on both sides of that marketplace?
1: Yeah, look, so the ultimate goal is to get it to that two-sided marketplace. But what we wanted to do was make sure that there was going to be value in just the first side. (laughs) So people being able to put in all of their data and manage their career information and easily spit out different formatted CVs. So spit it out in a format for applying for executive roles or a board role or an academic role. They all look very different. There's value there for people To be able to do that, even if no one's ingesting the data, you can take it out as a PDF and send it in as you normally would to apply for a job. Obviously, there's much more value once employers start getting on board as well. I've been having discussions with groups on both sides of the marketplace. So for the employee side, I've been speaking to universities about onboarding their students because a lot of universities get students to create an online portfolio already as part of their studies. But the platform that they currently do for that, they're not very impressed with for a range of reasons. So looking at swapping that out for career vitae and really then onboarding people at the start of the career journey. And then speaking to a range of corporates as well, who are really interested in getting access to this talent pipeline, as well as speaking to professional associations. So these are groups that have memberships in the tens to hundreds of thousands and they have a lot of trouble with getting people to report the continuing professional development activities that they're required to do. So for them, the interest is very much in that data piece, being able to exchange data to confirm that that people are doing the CPD that they need to. Really the channels are looking at organisations that have very large databases that this can be promoted to and where there's some kind of incentive for them to encourage those people to get on board.
0: I was actually thinking as you started that answer about potential CPD opportunities, but there you go, you've already thought of that. Okay, so it sounds like you've reached out to a whole variety of parties. Are there any dream organizations you'd like to partner with?
1: Look, any corporate that's focusing on their talent strategy and is really needing to build their talent pipeline and looking to do that in a more streamlined, automated way, we'd be very happy to have a discussion and, yeah, look at working together.
0: And you mentioned you're building this out alongside some tech students at the university. Are there any additional skills that you might be looking to add to the Career Vitae team in order to scale this up a little bit?
1: So, in addition to the students, I've also got a really strong CTO who's joined me in the business. So, we previously worked together at CSIRO, building platforms there. We actually built a directory of Australia's research expertise, where we ingested data signals about researchers, so their grants, journal articles, patents, etc., and automatically created their profiles and kept them up to date. It was partly through that experience that um, we came up with the idea for VT as well. And a big part of my approach to that platform was to do that in collaboration with a range of groups. So we had over 70 partners from across industry, research and government. We were having discussions with the governments of Vietnam, Singapore, Canada, Germany, Japan, etc., who were also interested in expanding the model into their countries. So that's a similar approach that we're going to be taking with Career VTA as well to really focus on that partnership approach. In terms of skill sets, my CTO is obviously very strong on tech. Uh, my focus is more on BD, partnerships, marketing, etc. But really, UI, UX is something that we're not particularly strong on ourselves and is what we're looking at bringing on board next.
0: All right. Well, hopefully anybody who listens to this might put their hand up. Now, looking f- ahead to the future of Career Vitae. There's obviously a very key component of somebody's career to be disrupted, and that's the concept of the CV. So thinking about that and thinking about the future of job seeking and the future of careers, if everything goes right for you, what do you think the world looks like?
1: Look, in the career space, ideally, if this works it should be far more efficient um, in terms of how that matching process between talent and organizations works. At the moment, just the wasted hours, I mean, you get hundreds of people spending hours creating applications for jobs that only one person's going to get. And it's a huge burden on employers as well to have to read through all these applications and try and guess based on a flat piece of paper who's actually going to be a good fit for the role, hopefully we get rid of a lot of that wasted time and effort by making that whole process happen far more efficiently.
0: Fantastic. And in order to get to that vision of the future, what do you think you personally need to do in order for you to get Career Vitae there?
1: Just... Keep going, basically. I think that's really the key in business. Just don't stop. (laughs) Just keep pushing everything forward. The partnership strategy that I spoke about is going to be really important here. Continuing to build those relationships, tap into additional skills that we need in order to build out the platform. Co-design is really important to me. So previous platforms that I've built, for example, Ethytrade, which is a supply chain provenance platform that we deployed in Vietnam, getting out and being on the ground with farmers in Vietnam to co-design the system was a really important part of having something that people wanted to use at the end of the day. So that's very much the approach that we're taking here, making sure we're shaping things up in collaboration with the people who are going to use the platform.
0: Excellent. All right, the last thing that I'll get you to share is if anybody's interested in reaching out to chat more with you about any of your ventures or career vT in particular, how can they find you?
1: If you just go to zoepiper.com.au, there's links to all my socials and contact details on the website.
0: Is it powered by Career VT? Yeah, <laughs> almost. <laughs> almost. All right. Zoe, thank you once again for stopping by the Promise Podcast. Hopefully, we see a much more efficient way of applying for jobs that's powered by career vitae
1: yes thank you thanks very much for having me
0: thanks once again zoe and that's it for today's episode of promise be sure to subscribe to get the weekly episodes on your favorite podcast platform do you think you or someone you know would have ideas worth sharing send me an email to sean at promise.fm or dm me on twitter at sean underscore ahd Otherwise, stay tuned, subscribe, and learn what it's like before the success, when what we've got is promise.